This is the power trip on the fan. Certainly not. We're back. Neither live nor local on the Bets and Quotes podcast on one of the thousands of podcast platforms that are out there for you to listen on. I hope he's hanging with the little lizard up in heaven right Sauce, now. Sauce, what are the chances that when Chris, quote, forgot to, to play the quotes of the week, that he didn't have any quotes in there? Well, let's 100. find out. I'll play it. Let's well, see. Who, does, who runs that account? Well, he does. That's I my do whole not, point. He yeah. is no, power from quotes. That's why I think the conspiracy no, is going to be validated right now. Welcome to the Bets and Quotes podcast, a podcast for the rubes, by the rubes, talking all things Power Trip. Bets and Quotes is hosted by Chuck, better known as Power Trip Bets. Why I love Chuck is that's exactly how I felt about the show, but I couldn't articulate it the way that he did. And Dave, the one and only Power Trip Quotes. Guy, he's going to get in there and just try to maul you. They were going to get an apartment together and see how things went, but settled on a podcast instead. Our legal disclaimer is simply that Lawyer Lambert probably likes us better than you, so good luck suing us. We hope you enjoy this episode, but if not, feel free to play Jax on 494. Well, we are back for a normal show. It feels good to kind of get things get back to normal a little bit, uh, or as normal as this stupid show gets, right? But uh, <laughs> if you've noticed, the uh, the guys have quit updating the uh, twin score altogether. Like they're not previewing the game, they're not giving the final score. Like nothing is happening. But you know, Lou, we are here for you, and uh, we're committed to give you the last two twin score updates of the season. And tonight they are winning at Wrigley Field four to two. So uh, congratulations, Lou. You can rest a little easier as the season winds down. Yes, they need to score one more run to push my bet and uh, two more to win. So, um, goddamn it, Twins, score some runs. <laughs> Let's go over. All right. Well, you know, um, and, and speaking of getting back to normal, you know, normally I listen to Ace of Bass as kind of my uh, mindset uh, music <laughs> before the uh, before the episode. But you know, Hawk played an absolute banger this week. Oh my God. So, I mean, I had to listen to that before the show tonight, and I'm convinced that Sauce did not listen to the lyrics of this at all. Because uh, if he had, he there's no, you know, Sauce, He, I mean, like Smooth Up Inya is like his favorite thing. And there is no way he would have missed the lyric that says, I'm ready to rock you long and rough. Uh, there's, there's no way Sauce would have missed that. <laughs> What do chicks dig about this garbage? <laughs> I, lo- I love those Brian Oak bits or whatever. They're like, what do chicks dig about this trash? <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I I loved hearing that. And I loved uh, it's been a while since we've seen Disciple Zach, you know, and uh, he fell right yeah. in line with that one. He was like, oh, this is such a great song and everything. So good. Good to see that where he's uh, just 100 percent in the cult of Hawk. So, yes, as he gets the thumbs up from Hawk, just yes, yes, you should uh, you should celebrate this. Yes, you think this is good. <laughs> you oh, love yeah, it. I love this, Hawk. Uh, all right well yeah so normal show uh we're gonna do a bets update of course we'll do the quotes of the week 
We've got your thoughts. We're going to talk about why we still hate Andrew Sandejo and a brilliant new idea from you. Of course, it's a bit that everybody loves, the uh, the Mike Grimm lyrics inserts. Uh, and you decided that we should do uh, rejected Grimm lyrics. So uh, we'll have that for you. We'll have quotes, notes, and we'll give our locks of the week. And we are hot, man. We're three out of four. Only my stupid Packers in week one have failed us. Uh, we've hit on all the other three, so not uh, not too shabby to start off the uh, the year with. Uh, for our Patreon section, um, not a whole lot to update there, um, except that we should announce that uh, you set us up a Twitter account for the podcast, because that's all we need in the world is yet another Twitter account. Well, I mean... At least it wasn't Steve who made it this time. It was, it was actually us. Um, but I feel like it's been long overdue to kind of have something to, uh, you know, maybe branch out and have people who just listen to our podcast uh, either, you know, talk to us on or we can run promotion for it or, you know, even run some of the tournaments and polls, you know, because uh, the quarter of the year tournaments coming up, I might use it to uh, to set the polls for that. I don't know. It's just I thought it was overdue. Maybe it's redundant. If it is, and we don't end up using it, I'll just delete it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. No, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's not a bad idea because there's times that I tweet stuff out where it's like really only for podcast listeners and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's not a bad idea. We can uh, we can maybe tweet some more stuff out there and yeah, do some polls that are specifically related to the podcast and. Yeah. Uh, I was looking through our followers. I think 80% of our followers right now are Steve accounts. So uh, yeah. we're, we're right on brand for that. So that's awesome. So, yeah. What is the uh, – I still don't know the handle. What is the handle? It's at bets and quotes. Oh, that's simple. Dude, I can yeah. I, I can do that. So <laughs> It's such a unique combination that nobody has, like, any email address or, you know, handles or websites or anything. Like – all the domains are open for bets and end clo- quotes <laughs> together. It's a it's a tough parlay. Zach isn't squatting any of us, so that's good to know. <laughs> All right, well, beautiful. Follow us at bets and quotes if you want to get some Twitter specific updates uh, related to the podcast. All right, well, let's get rolling as always with a bets update. Parker Bodge. Parker Bodge. All right, well, we got a few things to get through. Uh, first up, the uh, the last bet, I think, on baseball season, and the last thing that I really care about, honestly. Uh, Sauce finally hit the revised over on the Twins winning 65-and-a-half games versus hockey. So Sauce cashed in for 100 bucks last night as the Twins won game number 66. So uh, congratulations on that. He made back $100 of the 200 that he lost to hockey on the original over-under, which was somehow 88-and-a-half. So uh, <laughs> it's kind of sad and kind of glad to see this season being over with. I still am planning to go yeah. to one of the games next weekend when they're here in Kansas City, but uh, that's uh, as far as the uh, gambling and any interest level in the tournaments, <laughs> it's pretty much over. Yeah, so he, here's the last thing I have to uh, kind of look forward to for the Twins. Now, there's one, two, three, there's nine, ten, there's ten games left. They're sitting at 66 wins. Uh, they're, well, they're probably going to win tonight as they're up 4-2 in the top of the ninth. But 
can we get the twins to end on 69 wins? <laughs> I feel like that might be a good luck charm for the 2022 campaign. It's definitely a good omen if they if they, so if they go that. three if they go three and seven, which is very capable for this team. Yeah, they play. Let's let's look at the schedule here because they end the season with the White Sox or with the, the Royals, Royals in, mm-hmm. in KC. Um, they play the Tigers for three. The Tigers are not that great, um, but they have a four game stand with the Blue Jays starting on Thursday. Oh, those are losses. Which, which they could all be lost. They played them tough um, over the season, but uh, they could they could lose all four of those games. And, and you never know with the Ro- I mean, the Royals. They've got some great players, and they've been scoring a lot of runs this year. I would say they're better than us. And uh, yeah, they play the Tigers so. If we could end the season on 69 wins, um, I, I feel like that would really rally the troops back home. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll motivate me to go to the final game of the year if they're sitting on 68. So that would be uh, oh. <laughs> see, witness it live, right? So yeah, probably. you got to get like you and uh, well, Jack probably doesn't need to be involved in this, but may, maybe your tailgate guy. You could get him to come, and you, you'll be the six. You could paint it on your chest, and then he could be the nine. Larry Legend, yes. I'm sure there's nothing he'd rather live Larry for Legend. than uh, celebrate the Twins winning 69 games, yes. <laughs> well, the other the other piece of good news, um, and it's not power trip bet, but it's a it's a Chuck bet, was, uh, you know, we've joked about all season, but I had the Texas <laughs> Rangers under, um, and they finally hit it last night. So it, it's been looking good all year. It's just oh, one of those man. things that's just got to play out. And yeah, thanks to a nice loss against the Yankees last night, the Texas Rangers went under, and so I cashed that ticket. So I'm <laughs> proud of that. Yeah, they had a miserable season, and uh, congrats on your uh what I called at the time one of the most random bets I've ever heard of <laughs> is uh, a guy from Minnesota living in Kansas City, and he bets the the season win total under for the Texas Rangers. Ah, yes. Cash that ticket. <laughs> well, we had a lot of football action over the week as well. Uh, we had the Maple Grove Minnetonka bet between Hawk and Kanzemius, and Maple Grove <laughs> killed them 35-7. to uh, Is that we- just straight up? Yeah, just straight up. Well, the one was seven and one was eight ranked, so it was pretty. On paper, it was a pretty even match. Um, so, and a lot of times we don't do lines in high school football because for some yeah. reason people are just a little bit. They feel weird about setting a line about high school football, so a lot of them end up just being straight up bets. There was a line on the uh, Gophers last week. The Gophers were getting three points, and they didn't need any of them. They won 30 to nothing over Colorado. I didn't really Yikes. get to see the game, as did a lot of people in Minnesota not get to see the game. But, uh, yeah, Tommy, that was a massively easy win over Sauce to cash that ticket. And then also uh, Kinzemius lost that one, or uh, sorry, won that one um, against Lieber because, of course, Kinzemius and Tommy both took the Gophers and both will be giving 31 points this week, I'm sure, for Bowling Green. <laughs> yeah, I uh, wow, we really liked Colorado. The Vegas really liked Colorado as um, I, I think it, it switched from like Gophers' favor by three and a half to – uh Colorado I think was almost a field goal favorite there by the end. Yep. Yeah, it was a definite miss by a lot of the uh experts. I don't, I think everybody underestimated just how bad Colorado's offense really was. 
that being said, I am definitely betting on Bowling Green plus 31 this week. <laughs> the other line that was a little bit off, um, and that was courtesy of Meat Sauce, was the Chandler Jones sack line. So uh, mm. fresh off the five sack performance by Chandler Jones in week one, Sauce set the over under at two and a half and took the over versus Corey. Uh, Chandler Jones not only did not have a sack in the game, he didn't even have a tackle in the game. I think the Vikings uh, <laughs> pretty much uh, avoided him. They they ran a lot of plays away from Chandler Jones, knowing that uh, they didn't want him to win the game for Arizona. So Corey cashed that ticket on the under. And the other bet that came up organically last week, which I love to see bets like this, um, is the Vikings versus the Bengals bet. So <laughs> they decided to uh, to bet on whether the Vikings would end up with more wins in 2021 or the Bengals, which in on some levels, it's like, uh, it almost sounds preposterous because it's the Bengals, right? But then on the other hand, it makes you realize just how far the Vikings have slid, that not only are they uh, they're in a bet straight up against the Bengals, but they're uh, they're not winning it, so uh, <laughs> doesn't bode well. If you had to take a side, Vikings versus Bengals, uh, what would you take? Man, that is a really good question. Um, I don't see the Bengals. Win- now I know they, you know, they won, they beat us, so they're not like you know absolutely brutal. But they are just so young, and that defense is not good. Kind of foreshadowing towards my lock of the week, but. Uh, yeah, I, I got to think the Vikings. I mean, look at Zim- Zimmer's floor is, you know, his ceiling might not be high with Kirk Cousins and, and the personnel on the field, but I, I think his floor is really high. I, I don't see the Vikings winning less than seven games this year, even though they have a bad start and, you know, they got Seattle and Cleveland the next two weeks. Um, I, I still think they rattle off some wins. I don't think he's fired until the end of the season if he misses the playoffs. So they'll be trying to win every game. And uh, I, I just I think the Bengals probably finish with five or six wins and the Vikings finish with like seven or eight. I don't know. I'd rather have their quarterback. No, I think it'll be I think it'll be really Kenya? close. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I don't have that much faith in the Bengals. I think I honestly think it'll end up pushing. So if I had to bet it, yeah. I, I would bet both of them end up on eight wins and it ends up as a push. But oh, so so sad where the uh, the Vikings have slid to. And the last bet that just completely came up randomly uh, from Zaza's sports update is he announced that the Ryder Cup was happening. Then immediately said that he would take Europe. Hockey took Team USA, and uh, so that's an even up bet for $100. I don't think Sauce looked at the odds because at the time no. they placed the bet, <laughs> Team Europe was like plus 175. So uh, yeah. Hockey's got a definite advantage um, in the Ryder Cup. Uh, so I don't. Are you going to be uh, watching the Ryder Cup? I, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, unless I've got money on it, I could care less about the Ryder Cup. I just I don't get into it. I you know people. I don't know, there's false pride. If anything, I usually cheer for Team Europe because a lot of the Americans are, um, shall we say, arrogant or whatever, and a lot of the European guys are more fun-loving and stuff. But honestly, I probably will not watch much of it other than to keep track of the bet for Sauce and Hawk. Yeah, I'm obsessed with the Ryder Cup. I think outside of the Masters, it's the best uh, event in golf. I was fortunate enough to go to... Uh, oh, good for me. The 2016 Ryder Cup, as many other Minnesotans were, um, as it was at Hazeltine. See, that's the other thing. It's in Wisconsin this year. Like, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna actually sit there and watch scenes from Wisconsin all weekend. 
I mean, Whistling Straits is a fantastic course. I'm actually going to be playing it next summer. Is that by the um, Dells? It, it is. It's right between the Dells and Toma. All right. That's a very general direction. But, uh, um, no, I, I love it, and I will have money in the line. I, uh, I I see a lot of value, and actually one of the cappers that we follow is on Europe, plus 175. Um, but I will not want to be cheering for as dumb of a homer bet it is. Um, I, I'm on USA minus, I think I locked in 215. 215? Um, Jeez. Yeah, minus 215. So, um <laughs> I mean, top to bottom, the roster is absolutely stacked, and uh, yeah, but they think, they lose, they've lost like what five of the last seven, and that's back when they had like Tiger and Dell and all these dominant guys, and then they get their asses kicked by the Europeans. It's totally different on uh, on home turf. They get to set the course, they get to pick the course, they get to pick um, you know green speed, rough length, tee boxes. They get everything. There's a huge advantage. Um, outside of the the fan support, um, I just I think there's too much going their way, and I I, I don't see them losing. So well, I'm cheering um, for the upset. Go team Europe. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I can be on a, I can be on my good friend Andy's side this weekend. Oh so, boy! While I'm watching the Great British Bake Off. So yes, <laughs> super exciting. <laughs> All right. Well, that should do it for the bets update. Let's get to those awesome quotes of the week. And now, it's time for the Quotes of the Week. I'd let Brett Favre be on me. Sure. Ted Bundy's been to the Rose Bowl more recently than the, than the Gophers. Because it's hard to bang and play it at the same time. Bang and lung darts whale. All right, friends, it is time to get back to the quotes of the week. And we will start at number three with the maestro, Corey Cove. It was awesome. They played for three hours. Dear wow. God. It kicked ass. It now, was so three fun. Three hours at a Dave Matthews show is what, seven songs? It was two and a half. We bring that we bring on the sidewalk. Oh I'm like, I love sauce. And you can't control what you like, but I would not go to a Dave Matthews concert if I got free tickets. See, I would just for the experience and probably for the drugs. I was going to say that, the that edibles would be... would be involved. If you had to go there completely sober, would you go for free? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I, I don't, I don't hate Dave Matthews, man. I, I like him. I don't listen to him like almost ever, but um, I do know their catalog, and I used to listen to them back in the day, and yeah, I, I would go for sure. It's a good example for me of like the singer's voice is what just completely turns me off because I think if they had somebody yeah. else that you know just sang like normal or had a less annoying voice to me, I, I think I could get into the music a little bit and whatever. But I mean, I just I just can't do it. Like he sings the first line, I'm like I'm done, and it's kind of the same way for me a group that I, I love the music, but again, I like the lead singer's voice. I don't like is Pearl jam. Like it, yeah. for s- something about his voice just d- turns me off. And I love the music. Like if there, if Pearl jam was an instrumental band, they would be, they would be one of uh, probably way up there as one of my favorites, but man, I just have never gotten into the voice. But anyway, that kind of reminds me of Limp Bizkit too. Like they rock so hard. Like, and then like yep. Fred Durst has just awful lyrics, but like the, the, the rest of the band just hits and it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Anyways, uh, let's get back to the quotes here. At number two, it's Paul meets us Lambert. Solid six or seven. <laughs> She's like a 16 or a 17. What? Yeah. He somehow landed a 10? I'll kick this coverage. Yeah. How? This, She's, yeah. a, She's the only contestant from the state of North Dakota ever to win Miss America. Okay, gonna go ahead and look She's at literally this girl. So, how do you spell America? And and by the way, Dakota. How about, how about, how do you spell America? That's a great line. Thank you. Oh, you um, guys. <laughs> how do you spell America? <laughs> That's so brilliant because everybody's like scrambling to Google stuff and how do you spell America? <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of, and that kind of goes back to uh, my new game suggestion for the guys that I had um, the sauce Google search right. game or whatever where it's <laughs> like I, I wonder in that you know obviously he was gonna say something like hot girl North Dakota. Miss America? <laughs> Except You're he's like, not going to go with Miss America because he doesn't know how to spell America. So Yeah. Amarika? <laughs> oh, that was good. And that's a good example of a quote, too, that, like, on paper, that one doesn't look as good, but the way his delivery on that was abs- and timing was absolutely perfect. For sure, yes. That was, uh, that was very good from Sauce. Well, the only one that could top it this week was none other then Lisa Ann. Giant fans of me and not the New York Giants going up against oh. the Washington football team tonight. What a transition. Yeah, See, really you are a pro and I yeah, that love that. Good. Yes, yes. <laughs> Can I just say that there's words from my past that are in my new life and transition is one of them. The director would say I'm ready for a transition and now I'm doing radio. And it's funny, when I first started doing radio, the last segment, my producer would come in and he'd say, finish strong and after a year i said you have to stop saying that to me because that was the same thing said to me on set for 25 years you know finish strong you know so the transition thing secretly makes me giggle oh that is the greatest line of all time (laughs) uh, we're gonna need a transition because let's go to the nfl (laughs) tommy could barely contain himself there i know uh hopefully physically too but uh yeah wow uh my God, and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, now Carly has an amazing quote uh, from Vegas, the blowjob quote. Haley uh, very recently had uh, an outstanding quote um, and won the quarter of the year championship last year. And now this from Lisa Ann. We could see three women make the final four, which we had two last year, but. Um, who knows? There's still time on the clock. Maybe it's an all-female Final Four. Oh, it probably will be because you know the uh, the creeper listeners are going to be uh, are going to be heavily voting for the ladies. So uh, that's. Uh... But I mean, regardless, they're like it just happens that uh, you know three of the top whatever ten five quotes of the year so far um, have come from women. Uh, there's so many ancillary characters now involved with the power trip it's it's cool to get them from a variety of different people and not uh just me as chris hockey (laughs) yeah that's for sure so (laughs) good deal well there are your quotes of the week it's time for the weekly segment of your thoughts copyright dark star 
All right, we're going to start off. Uh, for those of you that are not familiar, you may be you've, you've maybe come to realize over the years that the Power Trip is not big fans of Anderson Deho. And I think even more so than just the Power Trip guys themselves, uh, the Power Trip listeners that have been around a while are not at all big fans of Anderson Deho. Um, uh, at all. In fact, I, I would go. I would easily go on record as saying um, he's my least favorite Viking of all time, with the possible exception Darren Sharper. Although in my mind, Darren Sharper is a Packer, and uh, he played for the Vikings for a couple of years, but I don't really even consider him a Viking per se. Um, I, I think Anderson Deho, uh, especially for um, everything that's involved, is my least favorite Viking of all time. Uh, is he yours, Dave? Yeah, he has to be. He is. The worst. The absolute worst. Um, so we're gonna play the audio clip uh, that if you if you haven't heard this before or they haven't the guys haven't played this in a long time. So um, even if you've heard it before, you probably haven't heard the whole uh, the whole clip in a while. Um, and I'm gonna play it twice because uh, if you're a new listener, you'll probably want to hear it twice. Um, and I simply have this file labeled on my computer as Anderson Deho is a dick. You're talking to Chris Hockey. Who the hell's that? <laughs> He's the guy that does the pregame show on Sunday. All right, cool. Yellow. Hello. So I take it by the who the hell's that? You're not a big fan of the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just uh, I don't really have time to listen to the radio. Well, I'll keep you for three minutes, then we'll be moving on. You can get on with your day, okay? All right, appreciate we're gonna, it. We're going to pretend that this is Sunday morning, and we'll pretend we're already in, in New York. So here we go. Sunday morning? Uh, Monday, sorry. Yeah, there you go. Good point. Boy, you're on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. So, uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's oh the Andrew Sandejo clip that uh, <laughs> he subjected Chris Hockey to. And if you didn't catch that ending part there, if you oh. haven't heard the story before, it was a Monday night football game. Um, so, you know, and Chris always breaking news. You know, the fan has learned <laughs> that uh, Chris actually does these uh, pregame interviews a couple of days in advance. He's not actually talking live to one of the Viking players what? like 10 what? minutes before kickoff. <laughs> Uh, I just it's one of those theater of the mind things too because I'm picturing yeah. the people that are out there in their cars going man he's talking to him and he's just about to take the field this is so awesome and it's like, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Tenna not... is a great producer man he has all this access PA gets to talk to Zimmer five minutes before um wow I, I you know yeah it's... I guess the only thing that's recorded is the pregame preach right <laughs> it's so nice for uh for Zim to to take you know just two minutes before kickoff to take the time to talk to PA oh, that's what so a brilliant dick. <laughs> I know I, I can't believe that I I forgot about that holy like... I know because that's the thing the whole you know oh, the, the oh. line that gets you know quoted and every once in a while I'll quote it like whenever Anderson Dejo's in the news a lot of times I'll quote tweet it and say who the hell is Anderson Dejo and that's the line that got the most play over the years is just the who yeah. the hell is Chris Hockey line but the whole thing, I mean, you can hear what an absolute jackass Andrew Sandejo really oh is God. and thinks he's can you so... Pl can you play it again, honestly? Oh, yeah. Like, I need to hear it again. Oh, yeah. It just it like it just makes me cringe listening to his voice oh. and just the whole, like, you know, how, how important I am and, all right, cool. And, like, he's just the coolest dude oh. ever. I'm like, dude, you're barely lucky to be hanging on to the NFL. All right, here we go again with Andrew Sandejo is a dick. You're talking to Chris Hockey. Who the hell's that? <laughs> He's the guy that does the pregame show on Sunday. All right, cool. Yellow? Hello. 
So I take it by the who the hell's that? You're not a big fan of the radio station. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, I just uh, I don't really have time to listen to the radio. Well, I'll keep you for three minutes, then we'll be moving on. You can get on with your day, okay? All right, appreciate We're going to pretend that this is Sunday morning, and we'll pretend we're already in, in New York. So here we go. Sunday morning? Uh, Monday, sorry. Yeah, there you go. Good point. Boy, you're on top of it. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, oh my God. Just that, that there you go. That, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. I don't really oh, have time my. to listen to the radio. What a freak. How mean, can you be? I, I Man, <laughs> there are people in the world who make a lot of money and are very down to earth and personable. I mean, I think it maybe just from watch recently watching an episode of Shark Tank, like Mark Cuban comes off as someone who you could actually like realistically have a conversation with about investing or a, a sports game or something like that. Um, and he is a multi, multi, multi billionaire. Um, Anderson Dayhill probably has what maybe. 40 million in career earnings or something like that if and keeps that, getting cut like made on practice squad like you think you're that big of a deal buddy that you have to just talk down to someone like that oh he's like such an that is just disgusting yeah so uh... you know I, i'm gonna i'm gonna get out in front of this chuck we are officially an anti anderson de hill podcast oh that's a <laughs> that's a given and uh that won't uh, that won't be changing anytime soon. He is probably the king of the Todds, in my opinion. So uh, we got to move on from that. We got we got to get to a happy place. That's why I did the Anderson Dejo bit first because we got to get to a happy place here. And okay, I'm gonna give you all the credit for this. Uh, you know, the the whole Grimmer thing is, is brilliant. Everybody loves it. People are submitting ideas. Grim's awesome with it. He's working it in the play call. And you know, you had the idea that. You know, not every lyric that gets submitted to to Mike Grimm is actually making it into a play call because it's just such a popular thing that, you know, so many people are submitting lyrics that, you know, he, he, he's, there, he's not going to be able to work all of them into play calls. So uh, you had the thought that, you know, maybe some of the rejected lyrics that, that didn't make it that, uh, you know, we, sh we should try to work them into our own calls. And, you know, side note, this could actually double as our audition for Gophers play-by-play -play people. You know, I know Guardsy got the it's women's fair. basketball play-by-play -play job, but I'm pretty sure the badminton job is still open, yeah. as is the uh, the co-ed pickleball um, team. Yeah. So, right. you know, well, the Or the women's football team. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, you know, I, I think uh, I think this can kind of double as our audition tapes to uh, to the university, and you know, maybe yeah, maybe we'll get a break, and maybe one of us will become the uh, the voice of the Gophers as well for one of those sports. So I'm gonna let you go first with this. This is clip number one of you doing a Mike Grimm style call. Fourth and one for the Gophers here at midfield, and PJ Fleck is keeping the offense out there. They hurry to the line. Morgan under center, two receivers right. Trey Potts in the backfield. The give is to Potts. He hits the hole and breaks loose. And just like his feet, the wheel in the sky keeps turning. Touchdown, Golden Gophers. I love it. The journey reference. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought that was, it's not my best one, but I feel like it's, uh, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. No, anytime, anytime you can work journey into, a, into a call, that's a good one. And he's, you know, Grimm's an eighties guy. So that would be right, right down the wheelhouse. He just, you know, doesn't have room for them all. All right. Well, uh, my first one here, um, is also an homage to the Grimmer. 
Um, and this is this is an '80s song. Now it's not, you know, this one's not necessarily uh, the the '80s hair band or the '80s rock, but I think Grimmer can uh, can appreciate this one. Looks like the Buffaloes will go for it here just before the half, trailing 13 to nothing. They have fourth and seven from the Gopher 39. Lewis back to pass, and oh, Thomas Rush brings him down for a 10-yard sack and a turnover on downs. No one can get off the ball the way Thomas can, and as much as he's been all over the field this afternoon, he could play 23 positions in a one-night stand. <laughs> See, we get a little get a little Minnesota reference in there, you know, it's, uh, it's a little hometown there, so I, I think Groomer would appreciate that one. To quote Larry David, pretty, pretty, pretty good. That was uh, that was pretty good. All right. Well, um, we got your next one here. Um, so this is uh, number two from you. We've each got three of these. Yes, my inspiration was uh, the great James Hetfield. <laughs> Quarterback Matt McDonald is under center for one final snap. And that'll do it, folks, as Bowling Green, a 31-point underdog, wins outright here in Dinkytown. And for P.J. Fleck and his Golden Gopher squad, you know it's sad, but true. <laughs> oh, that's it. That would be a popular one with the Power Trip listeners. In fact, I'm surprised that uh, more Metallica lyrics haven't been suggested here. Yeah, uh, I mean, the Black Album alone has so many that you could use. But, uh, yeah, you know it's a butter. <laughs> and every time I hear Metallica, I can't help but think of, here's what really matters. <laughs> yes, except for, here's what really matters. Yeah, and it's always cut off. <laughs> every once in a while, I'll listen to an old podcast where he'll play the whole thing, yeah. and every single time that happens, Corey's like, Hey, you played the whole thing. Yeah. So. I, I have like the three times in recent memory that he's like in the last five years that he's done it. I think the final time before they retired the bit, they played it, but uh, they did it this year at some point too. But yeah, that, there were even times where it was just, here's what. Right. Like, that's most of the times what it all was. Well, and it was, it was so common for him to just immediately cut it off that it was like every time you would hear the full thing, it's like, holy cow. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> So. so good all right well uh here's here's my uh next one and uh i think we may have already had a reference to this gophers trailing 38 31 here and need a stop to have any hope of winning this game cj stroud in shotgun formation he takes the snap he's looking left and fires a deep ball that is going to be caught by olave and he is going to go 61 yards for the touchdown absolutely not what the gophers wanted to see and gopher fans it's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up everything is fucked everybody sucks <laughs> now, I, I, I can see where maybe grimmer wouldn't want to actually make that call during a game for you know fcc reasons but um you know there, there there's some games where you just kind of feel that way right Man, I feel like there's a lot of Minnesota sports teams that you could say everything is <laughs> fucked and everybody sucks. Um, we're looking at you, Timberwolves and Gerson Rosas, but uh, <laughs> holy shit, that's a that's a whole completely different me- level of yeah. mess. But uh, Gerson, see you later. Oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's continue with this because this is a lot more yes. fun than uh, <laughs> thinking about the Timberwolves. Uh, your third and final clip here. Uh, you want to set this one up at all? Yeah, um, uh, Jack White um, gave me the inspiration for this one. Oh, hell yeah. 
Third and seven here from the Bowling Green 43. Morgan under center, Ottman, Bell, and Jackson split out right. He collides with the defender, shakes off another, and not even a seven-nation army can hold him back as he is gone. Touchdown, Golden Gophers. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it worked. Yes, absolutely. And you just blended it right in and then continued on with the call. That's perfect. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know, I was so excited about the idea for the bit that I the actual execution wasn't as as good as I thought, but maybe we can come back to this. Maybe uh, maybe it's not maybe it's like a once a month thing, just it, like uh, and, and we could maybe even do PA ones, you know, with the Vikings as well. You mean saying it's good? No, no, shit, no. <laughs> oh God, poor PA. Uh, at, le- as at least at least that was ever gonna just get edited and forgotten about when it was on come on man (laughs) well see that's the thing like when they started talking about it like i didn't know like because i i didn't know what pa's reaction was yet because you know some people you know have the ego or the style where they're like you know i don't ever want a mistake that i've made to see the light of day you know, and they want to bury it and cover it up. And so I didn't know when they were playing that edited version, if like that was because PA wanted that. But then, you know, I listened to uh, listened to nine to noon that day and PA has totally embraced it. And he's been joking about it all week and everything. So, um, so that's good. But I mean, he was probably the one who made the call to edit it. I don't know. Just do it on his own. I, I have a feeling that was probably from Abbott or something because not knowing how PA was going to react to it. So Abbott maybe wanted to just. Isn't he on vacation? Usually, so. <laughs> All right, well, I got one more clip here. Uh, yes, and I agree, you know, and if you guys want to send us suggestions, uh, feel, you know, just like we're sending them into to Grimm or whatever, if you guys have suggestions for us, uh, I think this would be a, a fun little recurring bit during football season. So uh, here is my third and final call, and I'll just let this one stand on its own. First and goal here from the three, Gophers leading 13 nothing and looking to extend that here. Morgan hands it to Potts, and he is going to blast into the end zone for his third touchdown of the game as the Gophers have dominated in the trenches today. You know, when Mo Ibrahim was lost for the season, a lot of fans felt the running game would massively suffer. But Trayson Potts, I don't want anybody else. When I think about you, I touch myself. (laughs) Genius. Oh, yeah, I, uh, that's um, that, that lyric probably isn't going to get worked in <laughs> too many places no. other than the video. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, what if you were to set a line, where would it be if uh, on the odds that Mike Grimm has touched himself uh, to a, a pots touchdown? Oh, even money. Absolutely. Especially when there <laughs> were three last week. So, yeah, I, uh, that's, that's got to be even money by the time you get the hat trick there. So, uh <laughs> Oh, well, great idea. I liked it. Um, if you guys have suggestions, send them our way. I think we'll, uh, I think we'll bring this back because uh, it's going to be a long football season, at least on the professional side. So maybe we can have some fun with the old Golden Gophers. All right, well, it's time for Quotes Notes. We've got a rerun for the intro, but I know it's golden. Meth sharks will make ya quotes, notes. Coon dogs will make ya quotes, notes. Mark Hamill make ya quotes, notes. Sauce's beard will make ya quotes, notes. <laughs> All right, like that one. 
All right, what do you got for us this week? Um, it's been two weeks, so uh, some of these aren't as new as uh, and hot off the press. But uh, we'll start with uh, Carly brought up. Uh, there, there's been a lot of St. Cloud, and it was last week. There's been a lot of St. Cloud talk on the podcast lately, and uh, Carly even brought up the idea that uh, you know maybe Carly should start a St. Cloud podcast. And uh, I know somebody uh, very personally in my life um, that uh, that's from St. Cloud and knows a lot about it. So, uh, you know, maybe if they wanted to team up um, and start a St. Cloud podcast, I'm sure we could uh, get that done. I, Nobody I, cares. I, I, I would listen I to I have the... Val's today. Have you had Val's yet? <laughs> no, I have, we're going to have to... You try gonna... Big Boar. <laughs> yeah yeah did do big bore uh but yeah we'll have to we'll have to get to vowels with mr z one of these days because uh, yeah I have, I have yet to have the vowels experience but um yeah I, I i would listen to the first episode of a saint cloud podcast i will give i would give it a try so i oh. will i will give you that i'm not gonna rip on it i don't think carly likes me anyway so <laughs> um after i tweeted out the blowjob tweet so um next up is literally what we just talked about was uh Chuck, you tried Big Boar. You tried uh, char- all the hype that Charge has given. Um, you thought you were in the state, so we got together, and you tried Big Boar. So uh, this one's directed back to you, uh, Big Boar, your thoughts. Well, without trying to be like too predictable, um, I, it ended up being exactly what I thought it would be, which was it was very good. Uh, the service was outstanding. I will say uh, the, our, the waitress was absolutely um, outstanding and, um, could, could not have been any better. It was, um, you know, uh, relative to Kansas city, it was very, very average, but it was good. I mean, it, it was good. It just, um, you know, I had the, I, I'm a, I'm a brisket guy, um, is probably my favorite outside of like, you know, smoked turkey or whatever, but I want to go like, you know, something, something, uh, traditional. So I got a brisket sandwich and it was very, yeah, just, um, you know, average. I, it didn't have a lot of flavor. Um, the meat was a little bit, uh, less tender than, um, some of the Kansas city barbecue that I'm used to. So, um, you know, I, I would, I would definitely, uh, say it's, it's worth checking out. I mean, it's such a cool place. Um, you know, I like the, uh, I like the the restaurant itself. They had the outdoor seating area. Like I said, the service was amazing. Um, just absolutely worth worth doing. And you know, probably relative to other Minnesota barbecue, it's probably right up there. I just you know, um, I've uh, unfortunately been spoiled living in Kansas City, and uh, we we have access to the good stuff here. So um, so yeah, I, I I would give it seven meat ropes out of ten. Okay, that's uh, yeah. I mean, you you're spoiled by barbecue down there, so yeah, yeah I, I can understand. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, it was good seeing you again. Indeed. Uh, that's three times in one year during a pandemic. I I don't think we've ever seen each other three times in the same year before, so that was uh that was a little bonus. Yes, indeed. Um, next up, uh, Corey asked uh the room uh or like which show would they like better, uh Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy, um. I'm definitely wheel all the way. Oh, uh, wh- what about you, Chuck? Not even close. Wheel all the way. I mean, Jeopardy, but come on, I, uh, Poindexter, yeah. you know, yeah. Okay, so you know a bunch about, like, flowers of, you know, South America. Good for you. Wheel of Fortune's where it's at. There's much more of a gambling element, I think, to, to yeah. Wheel of Fortune. I mean, yeah, I know you can do the Daily Double and Final Jeopardy, whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I, I like the people that, uh, you know, keep pushing it, even though they, they know what the puzzle is. And then, uh, yeah, you're just kind of you're kind of sweating the, the fortunes on the wheel. So it just it feels a little more Vegasy to me. And, yeah, wheel all day. 
Yeah. Yep, I couldn't agree more. Um, next up, congrats to Justin Gard on being named uh, the Gopher Women's Basketball Play-by-Play announcer for uh, the fan. And, uh, you know, just obviously it's so weird because they all, like, grew up in the same, you know, almost recruiting class. If you look at it, relate it back to sports, you know, Corey and JG and, um, and Tenna and I think there's someone else. But, um you know, it, it's just crazy because when I started listening to the fan was, you know, well, they were still young, you know, they were still, you know, contributing, but not like, you know, big time stars. Now uh, they're all just uh, evolving and having so much success. It's really cool to see um, that class of uh, KFAN uh, hosts and personalities uh, just succeed. So uh, really cool to see that for Guardsy. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, pretty cool, and it's it's good to see another old white guy catch a break because it's just it's right. been a tough run for yeah. uh, old white guys on the fan. It has it has been a tough year for white men, you know. They, it's it's brutal out there. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up, uh, would love to sit and watch uh, Tenna produce the Vikings broadcast. They were talking about and breaking it down of. Uh, you know how it sounds so smooth over the radio, but there's just a billion things going on and people talking in your ear and, you know, timing and uh, producing and everything. And I thought it was crazy. Hawk even said that um, he doesn't think that he would be able to do it like he couldn't do it, um, which speaks more volumes to Tenno. Like, um, I just think it would be like watching poetry or like a DJ at at a club or whatever playing four different songs and, and mixing it all together, like live and all these people you're communicating with. Like, I, I just feel like that'd be a fun experience to, you know, eat half a, half a pizza of uh, Carboni's and mow down some cheese bread and just watch Tenna. Oh, come on. Now, I, I, I mean, I, I obviously I, I will defer to Hawk because, uh, you know, he has the experience and everything like that. But we all know the true hero of Sunday morning Vikings pregame football is Michael J. Musman the third? It's not even close. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he he's also he's like the green dot linebacker. You know, he he's he's coaching the defense and tennis on the offense, so they're they're working hand in hand. But just to see the whole operation work, um, <laughs> see Corey I, sitting I in the corner kind of working cool. on initials. Yeah, and Sauce <laughs> literally just bothering everyone and uh, and hockey shopping online. Oh, exactly. Yes, it just makes you feel at home. Yep. Um, next up, uh, Prince's Purple Rain is probably a, uh, it was on Duel of the Decades last week. Um, I, I thought the Duel of the Decades was cool last week as well, just with the, the albums from the generations. Um, but Prince's Purple Rain is has to be a top five album of all time for me. Uh, maybe even pop, top three. The movie is so good too. If you haven't seen it, um, and you got like a sound bar or like you got a theater set up, uh, that is a really fun uh, movie to watch with some good sound. And that that album is just special to me. Yeah, the the album is awesome. The movie, uh, it, it, you get to see some. Oh, uh, that scene. Oh yeah, but um, <laughs> no, it, it's uh, it's it's if you've never seen it, you absolutely should watch it. Um, hundred yeah. percent. But yeah, there, there's parts of it that kind of drag, and the acting is not as um, good as it could be, let's say. But yeah, it's uh, like if you've never seen it, like you have to see the movie. I mean, it's it's yeah. definitely a, a legend. Yeah, one of one of my friend, my good friends, watched it while he was high, and he said that that was 
that enhanced the experience uh, exponentially. So <laughs> the acting got um, much better. <laughs> yes. Uh, so maybe give that a try. Um, wow, what a month for birthdays lately. Uh, since I've done quotes notes, uh, here are the people who have had birthdays. Uh, happy birthday, Meat Sauce. Happy birthday, Smitty Oom, which uh, technically is one for Pasta Bolognese, Rocklesbury Bolognese. <laughs> it's a big list. Ski Club Pat, uh, Pappy Papschmeer. Um, also, Alex Hockey, Bailey Cove, Caleb Truex. Um, I'm sure there's a couple more. Um, Kim Hockey yesterday. Um, and Shay also yesterday. Uh, someone who is very special and going through a rough time celebrating uh his birthday in the Minnesota Children's Hospital um, saw that Hawk put out that tweet uh, to uh, try to wish, have everybody wish uh, Shay a happy birthday with hashtag Team Shay. So uh, b- best well wishes and, and get better soon, Shay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, and I saw lots of people tweet out that um, hashtag Team Shay. So that was awesome to see. So cool, cool. Yep. Uh, time for two more. Okay, so it doesn't count as a quote, but um, maybe it's the tweet of the year um, as it relates to the power trip. Um, this was from John Creasel on Sunday, and it was way too good not to get highlighted in uh, on our podcast. Um, this was following uh, the kick, uh, the missed 37-yard field goal to win over Arizona. John Creasel tweeted, Having a Vikings tattoo on my arm sometimes make me wish that my arm had blown off, too. <laughs> yeah, that was um, like an immediate retweet for me. <laughs> yeah, 400, 458 retweets and over 5,000 likes. Yeah. That is so good. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah, made me, made me laugh. And that's the thing about, like, you know, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy Viking games much more because of Twitter. Because... Even if the Vikings are losing and playing terrible and crap happens, like always happens to the Vikings, um, there's there's the entertainment factor is definitely worth it, and uh, that's Twitter has definitely made that a more enjoyable experience. Yes, no, it is it is so good. All right, last one I have was uh, obviously the return of Rosie um, on Tuesday. It was such a fun show from top to bottom. Um, overall, one one of my favorite shows of the year. Um, so glad to have him back. So cool to have Don Shelby on as well to share even more nice words uh, to Mark over the airwaves um, a- as he gave uh, what I heard was a fantastic speech um, at the service in uh, Memoriam for Janice. But, uh, yeah, I just thought it was really well done. And, uh, you know, the question that Hawk asked uh, Rosie you know, going through all this experience. Okay. And, and it was about what he learned on life. L- let me, ma- let me maybe just play the clip here. Ask you a different question. Sure. In a different way. And you again, no, let me, let me say this as well. Um, you don't owe any of us anything. So I'm going to ask you a question um, that puts you in a spot. You went through so much and you learned so much about death and about loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, without sounding trite, what did you learn? What did you learn about life? Man, that's a great question. Um, what I learned about life is um, more than anything how the positive relationships you have in your world, in your in your spirit, uh, do not take them for granted. In fact, enhance them. Um, I feel right now that's why I'm, I got goosebumps thinking about it right now. The people who are important in my life um, are going to become more important in my life, and understand that 
ask more questions, be curious, be uh, be involved with their lives. I mean, I, I'm really eliminating a lot of the negativity. The negative people who've been in my life, they're gone. I, I don't, I don't want. I, I just, I just don't have time for it. I, and I, and I think the people who I, who I love and want to be around, and and I, I consider you guys in here my brothers, and I, I really feel that way. And I, I just feel like the people who, you know, you just, you just have to be involved. Relationships are everything. Yeah, that was that was just so good from Rosie. Um, very well done. And and I think the question from Hawk, I think, was almost as good as the answer from from Rosie. Yeah, pretty well done. Um, you know, and, and it was great to have Rosie back and everything. Uh, it, it definitely, I, I definitely felt myself being like a jaded power trip listener because <laughs> in the back of my mind, and I'm not kidding, the whole time Rosie was was on that first segment. I kept waiting for somebody to do the rosy laugh button. Um, it's just, you know, <laughs> you're so used to like whenever they're talking about yeah. something like serious or whatever, you know, an injury to somebody or whatever, you're just, you hear that rosy laugh or whatever. And it's like in the back of my mind, I'm like, are they going to play the rosy laugh during Rosie's segment on this? But uh, no, it was, it was, it was awesome. It's awesome to have Rosie back. It's just, um, you know, and uh it's amazing how um, composed he can he can really be, you know, and stuff. And uh, you know, I know there's there's going to be uh, rougher days ahead and stuff like that for him. But um, it's just um, it's cool, and I, I'm glad that you know K fan for him is an outlet, and um, that you know that's part of what he looks forward to doing, and um, it's kind of a release for him. So because uh, we definitely enjoy having him on the show and uh, <laughs> him being rosy, that's for sure. Yeah, we really do, and uh, you know, thoughts for for all of them and Nick and um, I forget his daughter's name. Chloe, now, but um, Chloe and Daddy's and enjoying how this. Chloe, how how beautiful was it? Um, that it, it sounds like the, in her last moments, uh, there Chloe put on uh, the song "Isn't She Lovely" um, as uh, as Denise passed. And uh, I, I think forever after listening to that, I think that song is always going to have a uh, a different meaning or i'm gonna think of of that when i whenever i hear that song whenever you're spinning some stevie wonder vinyl yeah i i do have some stevie wonder vinyl <laughs> there you go but uh yep that'll do it for quotes notes all right well last thing up for you guys this week is our locks of the week and as i said at the intro uh we both won last week um i am one and one you are two and oh so you are still on the box uh you get to go first what do you got for the lock of the week i'm tentative with the board this week i think there's a lot of traps um i, I do like seattle minus one and a half um, I do like as uh, square as it is. I like the Steelers minus three. I like the Patriots over the Saints minus three. But my lock of the week this week is the over in the Cincinnati Bengals and Pittsburgh Steelers game. It is over forty three and a half. Pittsburgh is at home. They're only being favored by three points. So the wise guys think this game is going to be close. Um, we talked earlier about the young and inexperienced. Um, yet talented Cincinnati Bengals uh, offense, at least, and, and their terrible defense. Um, I, I think just with that young of offense, I think they make some mistakes. But um, if they really think this game is going to be so close, um, I, I can really see the game script of Cincinnati gets up big early. Pittsburgh, after halftime, starts coming back and uh, and scoring. And will the Bengals answer during that time? I don't know. Will they have to at that point? Who knows? I think this is 
I would project this number to be somewhere closer to at least 46 and a half, maybe 47 and a half. Um, I think this one hits 50 and it is definitely going to be over 43 and a half. All right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, seems, seems like way too low for, uh, for the potential that those two teams have. So uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good play. I had um, two that I really like this week. Um, and I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm going to go with the second one. The first one, uh, and the reason I'm not going with the first one is number one, <laughs> mainly because I'd be going against my guy, Justin Fields, because Justin Fields is going to be starting for the bears this Sunday, but um, keep this in the back of your mind. I'm not touching this game because I'm not going to bet on the bears in this game, but I'm not going to bet against Justin either, but keep this in the back of your mind. Nagy, with the Bears, when he is underdog by three and a half points or more, he is two and fourteen against the spread. So wow. basically, if the Bears are big underdogs, Nagy does not cover. So um, and it's it, seven is a fairly big number, especially with the unknown of Justin Fields. But if Jeez. Dalton was starting this game, I would be hammering the Browns at minus seven in oh, this yeah. game. But um, so I'm I'm staying off that one, but just wanted to give you guys that. Uh, the game I'm taking this week is the Dallas Cowboys Philadelphia Eagles under. Uh, the number is 51 and a half, which is the fourth highest over under of the week. Uh, these two teams, uh, <laughs> they're they they're capable of putting up a bunch of points, but they are capable of throwing up duds, which they have both done. Um, three of the four games between the two of them have gone under this year. And in their last four meetings, they've been under in three of the last four meetings head to head. So this just screams under to me. Um, I just I don't think this is going to be a shootout. Uh, you know, maybe the Cowboys get hot and put up a big total, and um, the Eagles get enough to cover. But I just you know for the fourth highest total of the game for these two teams, I'm not seeing it. So I'm saying under 51 and a half Dallas Philadelphia. Yeah, I I, I don't mind that at all. I think uh, people are very high on. Uh, on Dallas's offense, you know, in the what everybody thought was the most obvious over, and I even chased it at 55 and a 55 um, when it opened at 51 last week was uh, Dallas and the Chargers over. Uh, people were I- anticipating a shootout uh, that was Bucks Week One esque, but uh, it, it it did not uh, turn out to be that way, and it, I don't know. I don't even think it hit 40 points. No, it so, didn't because um, uh, I I took an alternate line of over 46 and a half to throw on a parlay card, and that even missed. So yeah, it was a pretty weak effort, and that's why you know, and all the people that had Dak Prescott for guillotine leagues got themselves chopped last week because uh, Dak didn't except do, for me. <laughs> Dak didn't do a whole heck of a lot. So uh, yeah, I. I'm very comfortable with the under on this one. Yeah, I I like, I mean, I'm an unders guy, so I, I don't mind that at all. All right, well, there you have our locks of the week. Hopefully we uh, we stay hot. Um, it's a pretty good week two um, after a pretty yuck week one. So uh, I would say uh, I'd say we're kind of right at even par right now overall. But, yeah, locks of the week have been uh, doing all right. So, all right, well, that will wrap it up for this week's show. Dave, in the meantime, where are all the places that they can find you at? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at PowerTripQuotes and uh, follow Bets and Quotes on Twitter as well um, for some more podcast content. All right, and I'm, of course, at PowerTripBets and PTBets on Instagram. Thanks for listening, you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast. 
be sure to give us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And if you think we're hideous, please lie. We've been